Oh, it's still coming. Just be patient. I don't know what's going on. Okay, this is really weird. Sorry, guys. Sorry, sorry, sorry. This isn't like the show. Hold on. I see you guys out there. We'll be squid one just two seconds. This is what happens when you have a live show. Like every once in a while, shit goes away. Awry. Whatever however you want to call it. But shit happens. And this is one of the times when shit is happening. And we just working on the fly and getting shit fixed. But anyway, we always gonna be here, ready for you guys to go. Let's go. All right, everybody, please take a seat. Good morning, boys and girls. I'm your substitute teacher, Mr. Tinman. And our first assignment today is what you want to be when you grow up. So we're going to go around the room. You over there with the Afro puffs. What do you want to be when you grow up? Um, I'm thinking about a hairstylist or like a designer. Those are some pretty good professions. And you over there in the Marlins jersey. What do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a baseball player. Well, that's a pretty awesome profession as well. And you over there sitting there with the tiara. What would you like to be when you grow up? I want to be a DJ. Oh, that's a pretty crafty profession. And you, back there with the buzzsaw dreads. What would you like to be when you grow up? Uh, I, I want to be a motherfucking soldier. You better ask somebody. Hi, T. And welcome back to another edition of the My T Sports Podcast. I am your host, the one and only talent Toma, Mr. Take That, Take That, Take That himself. Where's my co-host? I see you in the room. Where's my co-host? Where's my co-host here? I, I, how could I? There you go. Okay, there we go. I got my co-host, KJ, the Quiet Storm. KJ, say what's up to the people? Yo, niggas is here on time. <laughs> It is me. I'm not gonna hold you. I called you. I called you before. Your ass didn't answer the phone. That's why you. That's why it your co-host wasn't there when you needed your co-host. What are you talking about? I ain't missed no calls. It is May 13th. It is Lies. 77 degrees down here in South Florida. Can I say? I must add, I mean, it's a little bit cloudy. You may see some gray skies, but it's one of them days where you can actually open up the window and feel the breeze passing through the house. Which I'm kind of forced to do since my AC is busted right now and getting repaired. So I'm so what I'm trying to say is that the weather is still the sun is still shining and the weather is still sweet. But today is all about sports. So I want you to stay firm in your seats. Woo! 
You know what we got on the docket today? We got some USC 249. You know what else we got on the docket today? We also got... That's that bull. And also, the segment that is sweeping the nation. We got that folk talk, that folk talk. You know we got that folk talk, that folk talk. So, without any further ado, regardless of the time. Take that, take that, take that. And regardless of the weather. Hello? You play to win the game. It's always a good time to talk some sports. So, even when the virus. So, even when they tell us to stay inside. So, and they want us to wear a mask everywhere. So, <laughs> Super Saiyan mode. Oh, Let's start talking. Woo! Back at it like a sports fanatic. My team. Sports. What up, Dev? What's going on? I'm not gonna lie. This is one of those days where I want you keep that shit running. Let it run. Let it run. Let it run. You thought it was over? Nah, keep going. <laughs> I and another you. one. I, I, I have, take that, I have, take that, I have and that. burned at least 500 calories for every intro. Like, like, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it has gotten to that point. So, let's go ahead and get the BS out of the way, right? COVID, week 11. They're talking about sh opening shit like next week. Some guy in Publix pulls out a guy. Some coward, I should say, in Publix, pulls out a gun over an argument at the deli stand. Over, over, over cured meat, he decided he needed to pull out a gun on somebody. And then he fled. He didn't even bust his gun. He just showed it and scared some people. And then wow. he fled. This is what's happening right now. I always wonder, like, am I the only... Like, I can tell you this, because I'm wearing a bandana for the majority of times of my shit. Am I the only person that every, as soon as I get ready to walk into this... Like, I get ready to walk into a gas station or to a store. Because I'm pulling my bandana on right before I walk into that motherfucker. I feel like, yo, I'm about to take everybody's money. <laughs> like, is it just me? Is, uh, is, it, is, is it just me that feels like that? That you feel like you're about to stick up the place when you walk into it? Oh, okay, I guess it is just me. Just you. Okay, so I'm the only person I then. I don't walk any, I don't, my six, my six one two fifteen looking ass does not walk into any store with a bandana on my face, nope. <laughs> okay, so then am I, am I the only one that's, that when you're driving slowly bullets through, in my ass. That when you're driving slowly through a neighborhood that you feel like you're about to do a drive-by? Just you. Really? Damn. Just Damn. you. Cause when I'm cause when I'm in my car, my mask isn't on. So no, I'm talking about because that's, that's my space. No, not even when the mask. I'm talking no. I'm talking about without the mask. Like normally, before even before this shit. Like when you're just driving through the neighborhood slow, you just don't feel like you're about to do oh, a drive by yeah. real quick. No, cause I buy you my life. I'm not going to jail. Too cute for jail, son. Too cute for jail. Uh, 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 something must be wrong, man. I think I may have issues. <laughs> but. That's all, that's all, that's all the COVID talk we got. Listen, as things keep progressing, I'm, you know, you guys already know, I'm not here to, to keep count, to keep count, to keep count, to keep count, to keep count. You're not, you're not going to hear that. I'm, I'm going to give you like a, a couple of pointers that's going on in the world and that's about it. Anything you want to add about this or you want me to move on? KJ? KJ? I said, and then. Oh, okay. See, I didn't hear that. I didn't hear that. I didn't hear that. I didn't hear that. 
Yeah, because see, right now, you're in and out. What's going on, Cuddy? I see that you have called up, and you have called up right on time because we are at that first segment of the day. That's that bull. Because not for nothing, I'm still watching this. And while I am so excited to go through this and watch a mentality of a person that I feel like we all already knew, that, that even, even when they keep getting deep in us, I'm like, we knew he was the ultimate competitor. Like, we've always, like, known that he was this grind. We knew that you couldn't say anything to slight this man because any he would use anything to come at you, even if he has to make it up. <laughs> What's going on, Poe? We see you in the comments. Welcome to the, welcome to the podcast, the weekly podcast. So, before we get started, let me go ahead and properly introduce our guest this evening. But I'm sorry, you guys know I'm, I'm horrible at introductions. Like I, I'm, I'm, humble, I'm horrific. Okay, I'm like I say, I'm horrific at it. All right, but I have somebody right now that can do it better. So hit me up, Mark. Now I would just like to introduce y'all to the man, the myth, the legend, the MVP front runner. Wolfie. Big trust. Woo woo. In the flesh. Big yes, sir. Big. Big. Trust. New era eight apparel. What's going on, Cuddy? Not much, man. How are you doing tonight? Oh, I am doing wonderful. You know why? Because we are back here again on the mics and we are doing what we do, and that is talk sports. And, 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 and that's what we love to do. I heard you doing Earl, and cause I'm gonna take a, I'm gonna take a time out to, to, to shout out somebody else. Cause I'm, you know, I'm gonna give you all the love necessary today, uh, today cut. But right now I, I, have, I have a guest in my podcast, <laughs> in the comments of my podcast. And she also does what she loves to do as well. And that is give out spiritual readers. If you ever need your reading done, you make sure you hit up Poe on the, What's the, what's, drop the name of your podcast because because uh, I'm because um, right now I have too many things going on and and I have things popping up in my head. But you go get a reading from Poe. She was doing a reading on somebody earlier, and what I am telling you, it was so spot on. You might as well have called that brother Dalmatian, for real, for real. <laughs> so <laughs> ah, there we go. The Holy Shift podcast. You guys make sure. You head over there, you get yourself some reading. If I heard right, she got some new cards that are coming in, that, that brand new deck, that you know what I mean, for that new reading. Oh, we got all kinds of guests popping in today. See, and you know what's, you know what's bad, because, right, there's a couple of guests that when they come in, like, they, they just kind of get a certain amount of notoriety. Poe is one of them, and as you already know, we got... The J, the I, the M, the M, the Y, the J, the I, the M, at Jimmy, at Jimmy. <laughs> I love that drop so much that I'm, ha I'm even happy that I got somebody that I know named Jimmy to use it for. <laughs> but let's get it. Let's get into what is actually on and popping. The thing that is that thing that everybody has been talking about. The thing that ESPN has given to us now what three months early so that we can fill the void of not having any sports and that is the last dance a 2k and tournament <laughs> That's oh, fuck that shit See, and a horse tournament That's fuck the, that shit too well i like the horse tournament a 2k tournament i really discussed that's for the kids that's for the, i went for the kids <laughs> oh my god you talk about bullshit television i actually made sure i spent about 10 minutes of my time to watch that just so i could make fun of it oh, i'm, I'm sorry. like, I'm like yes man you, you dead ass 
you you're not the one watching other people play video games on YouTube for six, seven, eight hours a day. No, children Fuck are. That. And that's the reason why they did that. <laughs> it's, not, it's not because you do it. They're not trying to get. I keep trying. They're not trying to get you anymore. They're trying to get the motherfuckers that are twenty years younger than you. <laughs> they, you passed already. They already got you. <laughs> they trying to get that new money. Whatever. But I got the host of the Unstoppable Podcast with me, Matthew Cutler. He has a podcast that comes out on every single Tuesday. You can catch it on Podbean. You can catch it on Stitcher. You can catch it on Google Play. You can catch it on on on, on iTunes. You can catch it on on on. What's the original? What's the original? What's Spotify. The original? Spotify. You can catch it on Anchor. You can catch it every place that you pot at. Even in the bathroom, you can catch it there as well. It doesn't matter where you pot. You can catch it there. It is that trendy. I'm talking about this like probably it's probably the number one podcast that's that's that is doing this recap. That's out facts. You know what I mean? So listen, you guys. You make <laughs> I sure wish it was. <laughs> listen, it's number one amongst us, and that's all that matters. We talking about exactly. We gonna boost you. We gonna boost you, fam. We we gonna boost you. We talking our We support the movement. So you gotta make sure you go listen to the Unstoppable podcast. As I have the host here of the Unstoppable Podcast, because like I said, I have a segment, but he has a whole show. And since he has a whole show, I wanted to, I wanted to see if he was able to give me and bless, bless him with his time. And he has for the second week in a row. As we now go over what's now episode seven and eight, which means that we're almost done. No, next week, next week, I'm gonna cry. Me too. I'm not gonna lie. After next week, what's it called? Maybe two days later, before I go to sleep, like Tuesday night, I'm watching one through ten. Straight through. For real, I'm going to be binging that. <laughs> oh, 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 facts. For real. Oh, yeah, facts, facts. The, the day it comes out, where I can binge watch everything without any commercials, that is going to be a day. Oh, fam, it's already on ESPN.com. It's already right there, ESPN3. As soon, by, as soon as the episodes are done, they're uploaded. Oh, I know that. No, I'm talking about when they drop it on Netflix. I think it's going to drop it on Netflix, so you can just watch all 10 straight, no commercials, no nothing. On ESPN3, there's still commercials. I mean, all you gotta do is just skip through the commercials, V. Yeah, you lazy or some shit? I'm not even by the TV. <laughs> but I was glued to the TV when I was watching this. And like I said, once again, I'm not surprised at Michael Jordan's competitiveness. I'm not surprised of, 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 of some of the, the, the things that they are saying that, that come out about Jordan. A lot of this is known. But once again, to hear the confirmation, to see it. And also, more than anything, I keep I I feel like this is the this is the ultimate like yo this is the reason why we keep telling you guys that he's better than that he's better than LeBron. All of these things we keep asking for from all of these stars today. The reason we keep asking it from all of these stars is because this is what the greatest player this of is their the standard. era gave us, and this is what he held himself to because he was like yo yo. I knew when I'm playing the garden, I need to show out. It's like, yo, I, if I played, I want to make sure I'm giving it my all. I was 80% one year, and we did shitty. I had to make sure I get everybody up. Tyler, remind the people what you call LeBron. <laughs> I call LeBron a lot of things, but most notably, right? He is My the, favorite one. He you is know, my the generous one. king, LeBron, because <laughs> he is like Oprah with the rings on his watch. You get a ring. You get a ring. You get a ring. Everybody gets a ring. <laughs> everybody, <laughs> everybody eats me. Everybody I mean, eats me. Yo, 
you you understand if this was literally like LeBron's if LeBron's era was in the 90s, Ewan would have got a ring. Iverson would have got a ring. Reggie Miller would have got a Barkley. ring. You understand? Barkley would have got a ring. Mark Malone would have got a ring. Stockton would have got, got a ring. Yeah. Peyton would have got two. Would have got a ring in Seattle. <laughs> you, <laughs> like you understand? Like if we're literally talking about errors here, like that's that's how generous of a king he is. Everybody ate. Who did he stop from eating? Who? Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. actually teamed up with the people he should have been stopping and bought. You know. Uh, See, see, ooh, ooh, you good, KJ. Let's, you, let's, you stick, good. To, let's stick to subject. Yeah, yeah, my bad, you. my bad, my bad, my bad. Let's talk about joy. Let's okay. stick to subject. Like, let's stick to subject. Let's me down that rabbit hole, man. Like, like you, you, know, you know I'm like a tweak on LSD, man. I could take that trip any day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh. You heard it here first. <laughs> so... All right, Cuddy. So I'm going to let you start this. So what was the very first thing that you noticed on this podcast? What's the first thing that, that popped up to you this week? Well, first off, I mean, it's weird. To, I mean, it's not weird to say, but each episode, I keep on saying that these two are were the best episodes that really? they've done. And But honestly, these two definitely were. I didn't think and I feel like were that good. even and what crazy what's crazy is, is how. Jordan said he was afraid of how he was going to look like a horrible person. <clears throat> I did honestly, I did not see that whatsoever, especially with that last soundbite at the end of episode 7 on why he so demanding on his teammates. To me, that is the epitome of Michael Jordan number 1 and number 2 and number 2 though, how everybody should look at certain things. Because and it's weird because it, I kind of went on a – I didn't go on a tirade on my show, but my thing was how he said I did not do anything that I did not want my teammates to do. Facts. And the example I get in the end, mm, example that was I the gave – the, the example that's the, that's I gave was, was how Vince McMahon is the same way, is to where if a wrestler is afraid to try something, Vince will go out and do it, and then the wrestlers will be like, oh, shit, if he can do it, then I have to do it. Perfect example was an art, a uh, thing came a story came out how Gronk was afraid to do that little spot during WrestleMania, so Vince did it first, and and I guess Gronk's like shit if this old man can do it then I guess I have to do it now. And that that's leadership that that is lead, that is leadership at his best on any level like even even from a soldier standpoint that is lead, from an athlete standpoint that KJ has as well that is leadership from his best because. Nobody wants the nobody wants to be dictated to, but once again, it's like what happened in San Antonio. Once you realize that the best player is taking this or the best player is doing this, everybody else kind of have to fall in line because you, at minimum you have to do at least what the best player is trying to do. Because if you're not giving, if you're not matching that effort, what are you doing? No, absolutely. And the crazy thing is, it's just I love I love the the lead up to it. How you saw him being a dick to all the teammates. Uh, what was it? it? Was Scott Burrell kept on calling him a hoe? Yo. <laughs> but like, it, like, but it's not even that. But it's not even that though. It was the lead up to that bite to where people like, oh, they can call me a tyrant, this and that. No, I'm just hard on my teammates because I expect the best out of them, just like how I'm giving the best. Yes. So in my, like I said, I I feel like he did not come out looking like a horrible person. In my opinion, I think he came out looking better. Yes, I have more admiration if anything. for Jordan. At this point in time, like put it this way, I was I've been I've, I've had a I've had a grudge, a slight grudge against Jordan, obviously, 
for his whole entire well, career. Well, yeah, be... of course you are. You're a Nick fan. <clears throat> but I've had a respect for his game as well, pardon. Now, Suffering Nick fans. I have an even bigger respect for his game. Now, can I tell you something that bothers me now that even bothered me back then? The fact that all of those fucking players went to go play with him in that Universal Studio. I was like, how, like I was like, you're dumb. You're, Bro. You're, you're fucking dumb. Because oh I knew God, back that then. Pickup game? Like, yo, I knew back then that he was basically just scouting all of them. Finding that they're telling oh, Like, fast. why would you do that? Why, why the was. fuck would you do that? Fucking Ewan. Get Bro. Like, I would give anything. I think I said it last week, too, how I would give anything to see tape from the Dream Team pickup games. Mm. I would give anything to see the tapes from that pickup game, from those pickup games that they yeah. had oh. while filming Space Jam. Yeah, the, the full, like, the, not the not no edited shit. Like, see the full practices and the full games. Oh, absolutely. And, yes. To really see how, how crazy they got and competitive and really, because I'm, I'm pretty sure there was some real demeaning shit in there that couldn't have been repeated. Oh, hell no. I mean, especially it, it, the crazy thing is, though, it's like looking at that now, it's because we know how, uh, I guess, uh, Reggie Miller and Jordan, I guess, Fuck they have, like, not like a beef or something, but it's like, I guess they just can't stand each other. So it's weird to see Reggie, you know, come out for just for a pickup game, you know? Work is work, man. Oh, absolutely. And I guess like when the greatest of all time invites you out there to practice. Exactly. You know? That's like, that's an honor. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't care if we're rivals. I don't like you. If, if the greatest of all time goes out of his way to invite me over to go who? Shit. I mean, at the same time, you say it's an opportunity for, for Mike to scout them. It's also an opportunity oh, yeah, because for them yeah. to scout Mike. That's true, too. I mean, it, it just didn't work. <laughs> but, but it was an opportunity for them to scout Mike as well. So No, absolutely. But, I mean, it's weird. Like, how? yeah, I'm sure they were all... All I know is if I was one of those, if I was one of those top players and all of a sudden my phone rings and I'm all the way where I am just working up by myself, all of a sudden Mike and about... Ten other all stars want to run nonstop pickup games for about two, three hours. Shit, sign that me I can up. Do. Yeah, yeah, for real. Sign me up. No, absolutely. I mean, but like, and another thing that I loved was the music. I, I'm every single I'm week actually trying to. I'm the actually music trying to reach out. I'm actually trying to reach out to the music supervisor to see if I can interview him. Mm, mm, mm. Nice. That would be big. Because the crazy thing is, when I was watching episode seven, I'm going, really, only one song is played in Fantastic Voyage? I'm like, I'm like, come on, you guys step it up. And all of a sudden, I'm going, I'm watching episode eight, and all of a sudden, I hear Down With The King, Run DMC. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, cool. I got the song and the show. You know what's so funny? I knew, this, I, I knew that, I knew but, that was going to be the, show, the song you was going to pick. As soon as I heard it, I'm like, that's, that's the song. No, 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 no. But here's the thing, though. But then once once they started recapping the 95-96 season and they started playing that KRS-One, I go, oh, fuck. I think mm-hmm. I just got the new song. So what I did was I hit up Bobby, DJ Scepter, and had him do a quick mix for me. That, yes. that, that is, and, and if you don't know, DJ Scepter is, 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 is one of the hottest residential DJs in South Florida. DJ of the Miami Heat. And anything that you can think of, from bar mitzvahs to weddings, like um, if if you need a sound, DJ Scepter is the guy to put it down. Holla at him all day, every day. Big up, big up. <laughs> but yeah, so I, like I called him as big up, the big way up. I did the episode. I I kind of backed myself into a corner. I'm like, yeah, okay, so I'm gonna give you all a special mix at the end of the episode, and then I'm going, 
oh crap, how am I going to do this? So I had to hit him up, like, bro, I need like a quick mix if you got time. <laughs> Wait, so, so you didn't even think about it until the day that you were recording? Well, what, all right, so what happened was we record, like, normally we record Monday night. Somehow in the middle of recording, I get kicked off Skype. And then when I log back in to start re recording, somehow the recording went all the way back to the beginning. So I recorded over the whole beginning portion of the episode. Oh. So we had to record yesterday. And I was editing all day and night just to get it out in time on Tuesday, which I did. I understand that. Because you have that, you so know, I met, that, you I met, that midnight cutoff. For, I know for like tuning, they have a midnight cutoff to make sure you, yeah, so you, you can get out there the next day. Yeah, well, no, luckily I got, I submitted it all like probably around like 9, 30, 10 o'clock. Okay. But still, though, it's like I, I was proud of myself because I still met that Tuesday deadline. Bet, bet, bet. What's up? Yeah, and, and people are glad, and I can see by the reactions and how many downloads it had that the people were glad that you was able to get it out on time. <clears throat> yes, so, yes. So, this, so the first episode, episode seven, right, it kind of starts off around like Jordan's um, dad's death, like right around that like, third championship run. And then it leads yeah. into like Jordan retiring, and they get into, and and I remember this because I remember I remember always keeping this tidbit in the back of my head, to always wonder what would ever come of it, and I guess nothing ever did was that. His dad, got robbed and shot and. Was yeah, it was just. A, I mean, it was definitely bridge. just wrong place, wrong time, man. Yeah, and they try to tie his gambling. His gambling situation, his competitiveness, basically. But remember, the media was trying to spin that Jordan had a gambling situation, so they tried to tie in oh, yeah. his gambling into his dad's death. And I was like, as I'm looking back, I'm like, yo, how? I was like, I understand now how some people could just be disgusted with me. I'm like, yo, how scumbaggish could you be that you're like, yo, I'm grieving. <clears throat> And you want to tie like, right like a false gamble, like yeah, you want to make up a like a gambling problem that I have, and then tie it into my dad's death. Yo, no, for real. Yo, think about this though. This was like, and this was way before the internet even was a thing. Yes, and I remember hearing Ooh, about today. it. Like, like we all they would have ate that shit alive today. Like I said, I remember keeping it in the back of my head. This was this made national news. Like, like everybody oh, yeah. heard about this. <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. Now we posed a question on our show. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna ask you guys this because one of my co-hosts is like a Jordan hater. He respects him, but he's like a big time hater. Now he this he actually posed this question: Do you think Jordan would be able to survive back like back then if social media was around? Like regardless, game does all your talking for you at the end of the day. Yeah. He would. Oh, absolutely. But I Actually, mean, look at everything that happened pre-social media, pre-internet. Imagine if that was around back then. So yeah, he would have survived. He probably would still retire like he did because basically that was also another driving force to why he took a break, why he stepped away for a bit. You know, you, you out of the spotlight for a little bit. I mean, kind of as much as you can be, but he would come back and still do his thing. But at the end of the day, Game speaks. He he would survive. Jordan would be just fine. Honestly, I, I, to be honest, and so 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 first things first. 
to put Jordan in the in the social media era, you have to put him in the era where he knows that social media is coming. Like he's not just gonna be in social media era, be blindsided and doing his thing. Like oh my God, what is this brand new thing? Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> so right, like like I'm pretty sure Jordan in the social media area, he'll know how to move with social media you know, and the troubles or, that social or, media or can to bring. Maneuver how he, however he can maneuver. He may be a little sensitive, like Kevin Durant, and make a burner account just to go, just to clap back at people. But you, but also. But also, but actually, you know, Jordan would probably just clap back to them with his regular name. Yeah, and, I, I was about to say. And use every single tool that they and every single negative comment in the comments to, to fuel his better. Like you understand? Exactly. Like, he be, would use social like, media. Like, to be honest with you, <laughs> that'd be the worst Whoa. thing. He would use social media to shit on his opponents. So I'm, I'm, gonna, tell you, oh, I'm gonna tell you this. You right think now. this person's so, better? Uh-huh. So Jordan probably like. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say this. Jordan probably wouldn't have changed a thing. He probably would have t- would have taken a break, just because he's worn the fuck out. It, 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 he probably would have taken a bunch of shit from it from social media. It would have fueled his comeback, and that 72 and 10 season becomes 82 and 0. <laughs> 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 like, <laughs> I tell you, if, if, if anything, because if he anything, has to get up for every Jordan, game. Jordan, if anything, Jordan's break might have been shorter if social media was involved at the time. It might have been shorter than what it was. I don't know. It, it, I forgot what my, I forgot what my reply was, but because no, but the thing is, like the whole uh, Kevin Durant, you know, making burner accounts. That whole he thing wouldn't came survive up. That. That, that came that came up too. So it's funny you actually brought that up. Because <laughs> mm. I have to think of the most sensitive response. Like I, basically, I have to. Th- I, I had to when I said the only reason why I said Kevin Durant, I had to think of. The guy that's on that level, that responds to everybody, regardless, yeah, or at least, or at least shows that he's affected you know by I mean? everybody. So regardless of the medium of media, just the guy at that level, because LeBron doesn't respond to anybody. He lets up. He 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 lets the little cocksucker Brian Windhurst go on fucking go go all over the media. <laughs> like, like like that dude's breath smells like. I don't know what LeBron's dick smells like, but I guarantee you, you if you smell Brian Windhurst's mouth, it that's what it smells like. Like like that dude just since gargles. sixteen years old. Man, <laughs> but <laughs> have some dignity, Brian Windhurst. Like, <laughs> like for real, Jeez, you're a man. Be a man, <laughs> goddammit. Really, stand up when you do it. <laughs> uh, so, hey, T, the problem is he might be standing up. <laughs> yeah, he look, is short. Look him in the eye, at least. Shit. <laughs> no, but the other thing that actually stood out to me. going to break his neck. The, actual, the other thing that stood out to me was when he played baseball. I did not realize that he went straight to double A. Now, to me, I, I, had, I went on a little bit of a tirade on the show because I was like, I don't care how much media you need there. To me, you still put them in single A and then you just have a rotation of media going, you know, going to the games. To me, to go having them go straight to double A, to me that was BS, especially if he's trying to make this a full time thing. I feel you. He had moments in Double A where he just looked clownish. He did, and it's like, and it's crazy when you look at his stats. He batted over. I think he, I think his they batting said, average was like two oh two. He started his he started his career with a like thirteen game hitting streak. Yeah. No, no, yeah. So yeah, he starts. Yeah, he, so, he starts off decently. 
and then they figure out, okay, well, he's hit. Because very first thing, like anybody that plays, they were giving him fastballs. Yeah. They weren't changing up the pitches. Because even like yeah. even when I did um uh, when I when I covered for the MILB right for the Jupiter Hammerheads, like the first things first things first, can a person hit the fastball? That's 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 automatic everywhere you go. Exactly. Can they hit the fastball? If if they can't hit the fastball, then you never have to do anything. Just throw them the fastball. If they can. So if they saw that they could at least hit the fastball, because that's the very first sign that if you if you could hit or not slightly, can they do all those off-speed pitches? Because now you realize, okay, let me go into my bag of tricks to see if I need how to get this person out. Because since I just can't whiz a ball by them, and mm -hmm. he was there, he was a people had to go into their bag to at least get Jordan out now, and Jordan was like, okay, cool. What they said, 15 more, me 15 more at bat, he probably would have had it down because he started, he started contacting again. He went through a time period where he was just, okay, he's, he's striking out, striking out, striking out. But Jordan adjusted, adjusted, adjusted as Jordan does. And... Oh, absolutely. But also to see his dedication, too. Yeah. Because, yes. like, the clip to where he was talking to the teammate and he goes, what time are you going to the cage tomorrow? He's like, 7.30 in the morning. Okay, I'll be there. And then to hear the coach saying how, oh, yeah, he was there in the morning. He was there during practice. He was there after practice. He was there after the practice practices. So just to see the dedication, that was really cool to see. And I completely forgot that Terry Francona was his coach in, in uh, minor league ball. Fuck Terry Francona. <laughs> I'm just saying fucking, in general. Fucking, I hear his name, I think Boston Red Sox. And I don't like Boston Red Sox. So fuck him. <laughs> I'm just saying in general, I totally forgot that that was his coach. But no, these episodes were great. I, I'm, I'm sad that it's coming to an end next week. But, but I'm really, wait. I'm really excited Ooh. to see what I can't, they do. I can't wait for them to go in depth with that Pacers Bulls series. Oh, oh my god! Only because I am, I'm out of any team. I'm gonna have the most joy of watching him beat their ass. Oh god! It's gonna be the, it's gonna be the, the, the Pacers. What? See. Yo, cut, I'm so, cut, cutty, cutty, yeah. cutty. What do you, at least, at least, I'm a diehard Knicks fan. But, but at least, at least I will respect greatness where greatness is due. That that guy on the other side, he don't give a damn. He don't give a damn. Trust me, I didn't like the Pacers. I didn't like Reggie Miller. I'm like, damn, that nigga KJ, could shoot. That nigga is a Hall of Famer. KJ, you've known me less than a year. Cutty, you've known me now for about 15 years. I'm gonna ask both of you this question: Do you expect anything different? Absolutely not, not at all. <laughs> I, I I would consider I would consider you I would consider taking you to the doctor if I saw anything different. Like yo, hey, hey, you good? Like you? <laughs> Who are you? What have you done with talent? Like you guys know exactly where my truths and my biases lie. <laughs> that shit is shit is so bad you can't even listen to that nigga call a fucking game. Which is a blessing in disguise because then I get to pay attention wow. to that game even ten times more. <laughs> oh my goodness! Because I love hey, watching. I so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. When it comes to the conference finals and he got to do that shit with Marv, I, I'm listening. I'm not listening. I got it. Yes. I'm not listening. I watch when I hear a big shot going, I got to hear Marv. Yes. I watch a TNT quad box on silent. I, I swear to God. Oh God. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm what not, do you think? Good. What do you think Jordan's most savage moment in this has been so far? Because I. I they, this is something I just thought of right now because, like, I can't decide whether it was when Isaiah Thomas was talking. He goes, yeah, he's still an asshole. Or when he was laughing when Gary Payton was like, oh, I, I defended him. I got him tired. Nah. The, 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 I'm sorry. My moment, 
and this is not even in the film. This is something that I just saw from doing research. There was a night they was about to go play Atlanta when, when Dominique was playing at that time. Jordan walks into their locker room. He's like, who's supposed to be guarding me tonight? Finds out who it was, walks right up to him, said, better lace him up. It's about to be a long fucking night. And then a nigga go out and drop 61. I do remember hearing that. I do remember like, that story. What the fuck? I'm sorry. For one, if I'm that other dude, I'm like, hey, look, listen, you're going to get yours. But you got yours. But right now, you got to fight me. Because you came in my fucking locker room, pointed me out, <laughs> told me lace him up. It's going to be a long night. And then proceed to do that? Nah, B, I got to get some type of pride here. Put him up. <laughs> savage moment this film so or, or at least so far was honestly the made up story about damn it i didn't write the dude's name down le bradford smith le bradford smith <laughs> that is the most savage shit damn cuddy we just lost that, okay, you're back okay. that is true that because is true when you have to make up some shit in your head to belittle a nobody <laughs> like damn jordan like, can nobody eat at your table? Like, see, when we talk about LeBron's a generous king, like, LeBron was like, no, like, Jordan's like, nobody eats here. Stick to subject! <laughs> you understand? Stick to subject! I am, I am, I am, I am. I, I, I'm not going far. Like, Jordan's like, I just, I just know how you are when you get to talking about LeBron. <laughs> Jordan's basically like, nobody eats here. I don't care who it is. If you ain't right, if you ain't wearing these blood colors, like then fuck you. Like, and I'm not gonna lie, when he came out with them blacks, with them black joints, right, with the with the pinstripes, like, I didn't think those were pretty. Me, but, but I but I really had to hate them. Those like, are my those, those are my all time favorite jerseys. They, they, I need I need they, they I need a black pinstripe Jordan 23. No, those, I don't care how much it costs. I, want, I, want the I need that shit. I want, I want the 45. <laughs> I want the 45. Of course, of course, of course, you don't want the 45. The, the Brooklyn in me wants you, the 45. You, 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 a, you, you a different ass nigga, man. That's, that's why you want the 45. Man. You one of those. We everybody wants this, and you the the odd one that wants Listen, that. Everybody took Spanish you class. Better? I took French. I, I regret not taking Spanish <laughs> class. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. I really should have took Spanish class. Yo, mi, yo, mira, yes, you should have. Yo, mira, mami, ven aquí. Yo, mira aquí. Dame beso. Dame beso. You know what I mean? <laughs> I should have took Spanish. Femme la bouche. No, no, no. See, like, like, I'm like me. <laughs> I got it all. <laughs> all right, but yeah, that that had to be my whole savage moment. Like the fact that he like, cause, like to, to find out he didn't even say anything. Like, like, like literally, like how, like that was the moment I was like, yo, he's 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 maniacal. He, he's he's super maniacal. Like like he is. Like that's that's when the level of respect shot up. It was at that moment. Sometimes I was like, Sometimes I dream. I was like, yes, I that understand. He is me. Remember, I, I've been you saying. To see that's how I dream to be. Remember, I was. Remember, I've said this already. That I dream, I move. <laughs> I dream, I groove like Mike. If I could be like Mike. So in these last couple of weeks, remember I could go saying like. On a team that had Jordan, I related more to Rodman. And on a team <laughs> that had Kobe, like I related more to Ron Artest. At that moment when Jordan did that shit, I was like, I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> I 100% feel you. <laughs> like, I, I don't know what about that. I was like, I, I get it now. I, I get it all. The funniest shit was when Barkley was singing that shit. 
Somehow I just want to be yeah. like Chuck. I mean Mike. Oh, what he was, man. He humbled them all. Humbled them all. <laughs> he hum even humbled the fans. Like, I, Jordan may be the last player from a team that I don't like that I can honestly say that I'm okay with. All right, nigga, you got exactly. It's like, all right, nigga, you got it. Yeah. The rest of them, nah. It's like, and you shit on my team. Yeah. Fuck you, but all right, nigga, you got it. Yeah. Like thank God I don't I don't remember Allen Iverson ever shitting on the Knicks like. <laughs> God forbid that nobody send me no clips of that. For real. Please. But it wasn't in the mat. It wasn't in the moments that mattered that mattered the most. To, to exactly. Me. You know I mean? Like exactly. Jordan, Jordan did it when 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 everything that you like Jordan did it to make niggas lose their house. Like 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 you went like. Real talk. Like you don't, Real talk. Niggas was betting the house. Niggas was definitely betting the house for the king. Like you don't get it. Like my dad was the bootleg man, so every year I had a Knicks, I had a Knicks championship shirt ready <laughs> at the beginning oh. of the playoffs. <laughs> God damn! <laughs> niggas is niggas is like yo, how the fuck you get that shirt? Like how you yo. get this shit, B? <laughs> I was. It's like, hey, don't worry about that, B. You asking one too many questions. Every man. year I was basically a small nation in Africa. <laughs> ah. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> <laughs> where the Buffalo Worth Bills the bombs. won Talent was the plug. Where Buffalo Bills won four straight championships. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell Joe that. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, don't tell Joe. Joe gonna hit you and be like, yo, 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 let me oh, get one shit. of them shirts right now, B. Listen, I actually talking about, talking about Joe the Bronx. <laughs> I, I forgot, or Russian Joe, as I like to call him. I, I forgot to give him and send him an invite for the show because we all gonna be talking about his team tonight if, if he stays on that long, right? Why we not talk about the Bills? Oh, cause remember in the folk talk this week, it's it's. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, so bad, because bad, you're bad, leaving bad, early, do you want do you want to bump up the folk talk? Yeah, let, let let me do that because I was thinking about that at the beginning. Hey, of the I show. actually do have to head out in a few minutes, so just because I have something I need to take care of. Ah, no problem. So we'll, it's all good, we'll, man. We'll, we'll wrap up this segment for you as well, and then we'll, and then we'll go about our merry little's way. Now, we, we talked a little. We talked mainly about so far episode seven, right? Like his whole return, his baseball, all that other shit. And episode right. eight is where we start seeing. The that fact. itch. Huh? What's that? The itch came back. Yes. <laughs> and he's practicing. And, and can, I, can I, I ain't gonna lie. I really did used to like B.J. Armstrong. I really did. Maybe it's because he was the shortest guy on the team at that, at that time. I really used to like B.J. Armstrong. And to see some of the things that B.J. Armstrong said, did. <laughs> I was like, yo, BJ, you're bold as fuck, me. <laughs> but I get it. I get it. Like, everybody can have a moment. Like, like the dude that we just talked about last year that we already forgot. I already forgot his name. Like, he had a moment against Jordan. Something Smith. Yeah. I go hold you. I, I dropped 38 points in Chicago. I don't give a damn. Oh, listen. I'm, 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 I'm going to stick my chest out a little bit. I just wouldn't do that knowing that he, pro he probably did. <laughs> nah, see, here's the shit. He probably didn't know that they was playing Chicago the next night. That's probably what it was. I can get. I can guarantee. If we find that nigga and ask that nigga that question, I can guarantee he didn't know they were playing the Bulls again next game. I can guarantee that. Cause if he knew, he would have kept his mouth shut. I mean, he he should have known better. He he played with the guy. Yeah. Even Glenn Rice said and it. Jordan said it. Like Glenn Rice, he said it. He goes, 
Man, what what the hell did you just do? <laughs> hey, this is just a he's like story. you. He's like you fucked it up for all of us now. <laughs> Basically, and Jordan, and, I'm, I'm not gonna. Here goes Jordan again. Another savage. Like he's like, I'm supposed to kill this guy. I'm supposed to dominate him. So yeah, that's what I did. <laughs> for <laughs> real, it's. Dude, finish your breakfast. Finish your breakfast. I can see it's... why people that had. That had, that was privileged to this information, will look at the current face of the NBA as a disappointment. I can see now. I can see now. <laughs> I, I say no names. I, I, I just I can see now. Uh, I mean, just overall, episode eight was great. You. S- That's what I want to say. The one thing I forgot. Well, I didn't even realize it. Maybe I knew about it, but I forgot about it was the hats that they made at the end of the regular season. It don't mean anything without a ring. Mm-hmm. Warriors! I, oh, and trust me, I, I said I'm like, suck it, Warriors. Y- y'all couldn't get the job done. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah, yeah. And listen, we all, that we all, that's the reason why the Warriors doesn't get the moniker for the best season that, that no. they ever lived. Because no, they don't. They didn't, they didn't you get no respect. But here's the thing, though, also. If you look at the playoff record compared to the Bulls, like, I'm not even like if you put the regular yeah. season stuff to the side. If you look at the playoff record, the two Bulls seven had a much, games, two the seven Bulls had a much series, better yeah. playoff record. Yeah. They only lost three games. Oh yeah, yeah in they, the they dominated through that. Through that yeah. The Warriors lost at least seven in two rounds. <laughs> I think. Hold on. Yeah, no, they did because because the, the, the OKC and the Cavs went seven. One they won, one they lost. So that's seven games in two rounds right there. I forget the first two how those two went. Well, they, I want to say I, the overall. I think record. I think the Blazers was four one. So that's that's eight losses right there. I don't. I mean, from what I can remember, I think their overall record was. Either eighty nine and seventeen or eighty seven and seventeen, and the Bulls overall were eighty seven and thirteen. Either way, one team won the championship, another one didn't. Oh, facts! It is exactly one hundred percent, man. Kudos to you for coming back from three one against OKC. Shout out the game six. Okay, played. so let's 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 continue talking but, about Jordan. And you, so you, you in this, shit so, it on so in this Cleveland, episode, yeah, back so to Jordan. Episode, go talk, go right? talk. <laughs> in this episode, in these episodes, we see Pippen quit on his team. Yeah, we talked. We went in deep on this one because uh, one of my co-hosts is a is a Pippen fan. And I remember as a Knicks fan, thinking like, "Yo, like I remember thinking so many things, think so many things." Like one thing that. Pippen is an inbound on the ball. He's one of, he's one of their best passes. Uh, so we may have opportunity to steal this ball and make a play on it. You know what I mean? Also, they took away one of their options. So we already know. Mm-hmm. We already kind of know Pippen's not going to be out there. This ball really can only go to Tony Kukoc. So, you know what I mean? You need to do whatever you can. But they still found a way to blow it, in a sense, but win the series. That's ultimately what mattered to me, that the Knicks won the series. But they should have they been up, up. They should have they, they been on their throats in that game. Boy, Scotty Pippen is lucky that Tony Kukoc hit that shot and the Bulls won. Because had they missed, had he missed, they went into overtime and lost that game. Lord have mercy. Yeah, Bill Cartwright crying to his teammates about how he let him out. And I guess I can understand where Pippen says, well, I wouldn't change anything because he needed that moment to help recalibrate his his method of thinking with 
like if it would have went how probably he thinks it's gonna play out in his head where he misses that where he misses it and then he has to go into overtime and he comes back in and he brings them back it, it then everything still revolves around him in his head and he never learns from that moment so i, I guess i can understand where he says he'll do it again but goddamn scotty he said yeah, that, that, was, that was, that's one the that shit is he said me. that Go ahead, Cuddy. Go ahead, Cuddy. No, I was going to say was that's the one thing that surprised me where he goes, yeah, I want to change a thing. I'm like, what? Man, listen. That shit, right, I, was, I was chilling on the bed. He said that shit. I literally popped off my bed said, yo, you for real, B? Like, yo, you, me too. You know you, I'm like, yo, you know you're being recorded, right? You said that shit way too quick. For <laughs> <laughs> you know real. Like, nah. You know you're being recorded. <laughs> if I was recorded, I'm like, I would have looked up, I would have moved the camera real quick, like, Hey, you want to be recorded, right? Like, you, you sure you want me to put that on tape? Like, take a pregnant pause. <laughs> like, like, like Jordan did. So you see, Jordan took a break before he kept saying some crazy shit. Uh huh. Absolutely, he did. Ah, right, damn. My man was about to go full cry me a river on, or at the end of episode seven, and said, "Nah, be y'all niggas not gonna see me like this." Break. No, but I mean that to me was everything that this series is. To me, like like I said earlier, to me that one scene about why he's so hard on his teammates and why he is the way he is. To me, without that clip, it, like the series, it's still great. Don't get me wrong; it's still a great series. But that without tools. that clip and that soundbite, you don't have you don't get to see. The real Michael Jordan. Yeah, because you, you, you see, like, that's not who he is, you know? And I, I didn't get to say this earlier. Cause and he's built differently, too. I'm sorry, right. I didn't mean to cut you off really quick, but You're good. he's just built differently, straight up. Mm -hmm. Oh, of course, of course. Of sorry, course. no, go ahead, man. But no, what I was going to say is, I, I didn't get to say this earlier because y'all were talking, but I'm going to tell you this right now. I, I hear, you know... Jordan had to be on his teammates and things like that. Call teammates a hoe or a bitch. I'm not gonna lie. He catch a nigga on the wrong day. I'm like, listen here, son. It ain't gonna be no too many more bitches being called out here like that. But ultimately, well, that's why I think that's why I don't think he respected Steve Kerr so much exactly. after that. Exactly, and, and I'm glad he stood you said up for that. Himself. Because you, exactly, I I would have been a Steve Kerr. I mean, like, listen. You, because Listen, Udonis today's Haslam not the day, the my nigga. Thing. You're going to respect me. Udonis Haslam said basically something similar. I and, saw, and yeah, I'm, go ahead. I saw and, that. And yeah, basically, that we, we have that same mind frame. Like, we, we get it. Like, you're the greatest of all time and all that shit. And you're trying to push me. But, yo, there's only so many times you're going to call me a hoe or a bitch or all that shit. You know Straight I mean? up. And, and granted, Straight up. Unless, unless we just came to, unless we just, in the, put this way. Actually, let's just, let's do your frame because. And the way that he consistently says it, you know, what I mean? that he's consistently like, nah, you know what I mean? And but ultimately, that's what he's trying to get for you. That's what he was trying to get from Scott Burrell. That's what he ended up getting out of out of out of Steve Kerr. You know what I mean? He ended up pushing Scottie Pippen similarly. You understand? Like he pushed his teammates continuously this way, and because he wanted to see, like, yo, if you can't take this from me, you, remember back. Before you can't he, handle fourth yeah, quarter pressure. Before yes. he came back, it was if you can't take this from me, you can't take this from the bad boy Pistons. After he came back, if you can't take this from me, you can't take this from the Knicks. You understand? So he was basically preparing you for the other guys out there that was gonna rough you up. That also isn't looking out for your best interest. They're just trying to put you out the goddamn game. No man, one hundred percent. And absolutely. Oh, oh crap! I just oh. No, and like like you were saying with Scott Burrell, even Pippen was backing up. I mean, it's weird. 
to hear Scotty talk about it because he's like, yeah, we tried pushing Scott Burrell, like, but he was just all happy, go lucky, he he he, like type, and he just never fed into it, and it was weird to see Jordan still push him like that, and him just straight up take it. Yeah, because think about this, right? He didn't have to push Dennis. He didn't have to push Dennis Rodman that way because he knew how Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman was already was already built, right? He had, oh, absolutely. He, he, he saw it with the bad boys pistons exactly. first hand. Like he just motivated him in different ways. We we heard in the very first episode that he had a, that he had to push Pippen, right? We we heard it we heard it with Curry, and ultimately we saw the big shots that Curry ended up making for him as a teammate. But even so, look at this. They did this to Tony Kukoc before Tony Kukoc was even their teammate. Like they call him bitch or hoe, but look what Jordan and Pippen did to him. He constantly tested the people that was going to be on his team and then when tony kukoc right. finally came back and showed himself they was like okay this dude can make it to me he can probably play on our team and about it because you don't hear stories about this when tony kukoc makes makes it to chicago because he already had that built it's like you don't hear stories about this about 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 dennis robin when he gets to chicago because he already had earned that respect you hear about it from pippen you hear about it from curry you hear about what he's got that he had to make sure okay this guy can walk with me they can walk with me because I'm trying to take people along for this journey. I want people to walk with me. No, nah, man, 100%. And, I mean, before I head out, I'm just going to leave you with this. I'm going to cry next week. That's all I know. That's just it, because no. it's ending. Well, before you, before you head hey. out, I got, I got a few more things I want I wanted to bring up to you. And, and they're all going to be kind of Jordan slash basketball related really quick, right? All right, go ahead. So, number one thing, right? Because we're going to keep them all tied to Jordan in a very loose way. Mamba School changing your name in honor of Kobe to just whatever school of basketball or whatever. I don't get that. What, 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 what? Wait, what do you, wait, what do you mean? Yeah, what are you talking about? So what used to be the Mamba School of Excellence, you know what I mean? Like his, yeah, his, Mamba his, School Academy. Mamba yeah. School Academy. The, bas- the basketball school that he did? Yeah. So in his honor, they're removing the name Mamba. And they're saying that doesn't his, make any sense. I don't think so either. So now they're removing the name Mamba from it. And it's going to be called the Academy School or whatever. Or, How are they honoring him by removing his name? I don't get Straight that up. either. It is <laughs> See, that's the reason I wanted to run that by you. Because I'm like, yo, this made that's no some, sense to me. That right? makes like, no sense. That's some it's, LA it's, shit. It's literally the opposite. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> exactly. It's some, it's some LA shit. It's some it's LA like, shit. How, right how are you honoring a guy by removing his name when his name was honored? Because it's his cutting. school. Cuddy, it's some LA shit. That's some LA shit. They they do weird shit. <laughs> For real. This, no, I agree, dude. And the quick I agree. second one. Did you hear about Phoenix? And did Phoenix not learn from what happened with Michael Jordan with the with with the Trailblazers and Clyde Drexler? Did you hear that the Phoenix Suns did not draft Jason Tatum because they didn't want another Devin Booker on their team? No, I didn't know that. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> See, this is this is why this is why the Phoenix Suns, you know, God bless them, God bless them that they found that that Steve you, Nash wanted to come play for them in two thousand four. Slightly related to Jordan, as we know, Kobe's tied into God. Jordan, and then they, I feel like they're making a, they're making the same mistake that Phoenix, well, listen, that Portland did when they didn't draft listen, Jordan. Listen, that makes no God, sense. God, God bless the Phoenix Suns that Steve Nash wanted to come play with them in two thousand four, because uh, uh, other than that, and the Barkley years. What the fuck have the Phoenix Suns done in terms nothing. of any type of relevancy in the NBA? Absolutely Man. nothing. And decisions like that are why they are why they are why they are who we thought they were. 
Dennis Green, shut up. <laughs> they are who we thought they were. I'm gonna tell you this, and, and I said this years ago in the podcast, uh, right? And then we, we, I'll let you both go if you have to go. That when the thing happened with LA and their owner, I was actually said I was gonna keep my ear out to see if anything like this came out of some some place like Phoenix because I feel like they have an owner that has never given a fuck truly about ever winning and 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 always and always the rumblings that you hear about how kind of this like unhappy players are when they kind of leave. I was like, I want to hear if something like this came came out of Phoenix. But so far, nothing has. But I, but we have found out that they're dumbasses. They need a sign. So yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right. So who is leaving yes. me? Who is who is staying? So I can thank them for their time. I'm leaving. Okay. I give you I give you a couple more minutes. All right. So Matthew, trust me, I'll let you I'll let you know when I really gotta cut it off. No doubt. No doubt. So once again, folks, we want to thank Matthew Cutler of the Unstoppable Podcast for stopping by and giving us a little bit of his time. Do remember to go and listen to his podcast. That is Unstoppable. U-N-S-T-O-P-P-A-B as in Bravo. U-L-L. Podcast. Find it everywhere that you pod at and listen to it everywhere that you like to pod at. Cuddy. Thank you very much, bro. Appreciate it. I thank you again for, 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 for blessing me with your time. I appreciate it as always. Yes, sir. Yeah. You guys give him we'll a talk to you all soon. No doubt, no doubt. Peace. Alrighty. So, I, I had I had to get those two very weird things that I'm um, thrown in there. But Cuddy, don't forget listen to, listen to us in the background. No, you can't stay, but listen to us in the background. Okay, don't, don't shut us off. Cuddy Cuddy has better things sit, to do. Cuddy, he, he, he's, he's all sophisticated. Cuddy is sophisticated. He's got better things because to I, do. Because I may say some shit. Don't mind that. Oompa. <laughs> but, but listen, like, I may say some outlandish shit that you may want to come back and listen to, and call back in later on the podcast. So don't listen, just put it down. <laughs> just put it down and listen. <laughs> that is true. You really might say some outlandish ass shit. But yeah, so those were the two basketball stories from this week that kind of drew me. I was like, wait, what the fuck? And I just wanted to throw them in there. I'm not going to go too much into it. I just thought that was very odd that they thought that, that they were honoring Kobe by removing his name from the school. And that Phoenix definitely didn't learn from the Mike, that happened with Michael Jordan and the Portland Trailblazers that you can never have too many scores, especially when this guy ended up giving you 71 in a game. But that says something about mm. how they feel about Devin Booker, though, isn't it? That they don't want two mm. of him on their team. Because mm. I would want two Devin Bookers on my team. And so they, they setting it up. They setting it up for Devin Booker to come to the city, boy. For real, because isn't two Devin Bookers basically what's in Golden State? Listen, boom. Two Devin Book, two Devin Bookers are right there in the Golden State. Like in a loose way, isn't isn't, isn't that what, what Golden State have? In a, you know, but so okay, okay. They, they didn't want two Devin Bookers. I, I really hope he comes to the Garden. The Garden wants you, B. I, I will take Jason Tatum too. <laughs> so I can because can I tell you something about Jason Tatum? I really need him to leave Boston. I feel like he's going to be a player I'm going to like. I really need him to leave Boston so I can root for him. Because if he stays in Boston, I am not going to be able to root for him properly. I, I really, oh. I really think that Jason Tatum has what it takes to be like one, like a Tracy McGrady level kind of guy. At minimum. Like, like I, I see that from him. And I really need him to leave Boston if I'm going to be able to fully appreciate his greatness because if he stays in Boston it's not going to happen Paul Pierce sucks and while we're talking about very odd things right we're going to switch over B yo gotta go oh, shit hit the fan it's official yes 
Alrighty, alrighty. So you be safe. You have a safe trip. As as always, man. Like I do appreciate you um, um, spending the time with us and, and, and bless me with your presence. I hope everything goes as planned. I look forward to hearing back from you either next week or the week after. I'm not sure when you'll be back. <laughs> oh no, I'll be back. I I'll just inform the people what's going on real quick. Um, basically, I kind of don't open up on on my own shit, but it is what it is. I'm kind of comfortable with it now. I can accept it. Coronavirus took my aunt away from me, and this happened about probably mid-April, and um, it's probably not the safest decision, but my uncle was finally able to set up some type of funeral arrangements for her all the way up north, so to early tomorrow morning, I'm taking a flight up there for a funeral within the middle of the day, and I'll be back by Friday afternoon because... Obviously, I don't want to stay up there much longer than I need to. Facts, facts. Let you know, you always call me if you if you just need if you just need somebody with an ear to to, to yap to. I got you, B. You know what I mean? And I look of course. forward to your, to your safe return. Of course, B. Always love. All day, all day. Spread love is the Brooklyn right. way. Of course, you know how we do. All day. Alrighty, so my co-host wasn't able to stay here for our favorite of all time segment so you know what instead of pushing it up <clears throat> i am gonna push it back to its regular time slot all the way at the end of the show so let me just go ahead and lean back into this for a little bit right it's been a it's been a really long time since it's just been just since it's just been us here <laughs> right so 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 so, so let's so let me ease in for for a little bit and, and, and get back and get back into into how this how the podcast started right where it was just it was just me a microphone and the pod world Thank you guys again for listening. So, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're going to switch gears and go into the fight game a little bit, right? But we're not going to go directly where you think that we're going to head into. Where we're going to head into is a, is, a, is a category that's a little bit more near and dear to all. Because, yes, folks, I am a wrestling fan. I know you say, like, oh, T, like, how can you like wrestling? Like, it is so fake. And I'm like, well, because everything I watch on TV except for live sports is fake. So I just throw that shit in that category. It gets me my mixture. And in this world of wrestling, right, they have what is considered the money in the bank contract. Now, the first money in the bank contract has been utilized. It has been used. It has been issued out. The money in the bank contract, in case you don't know, it is a contract that guarantees you a title shot within one year. And it means anywhere. It doesn't matter if it's a brand new match. It doesn't matter if the champion just finished having a match and you want to fight them or they're a little exhausted. It doesn't matter if the champion just got stomped out by 15 people and got whacked over over the head with a chair. You can, you can go hop in there with your contract, call a referee, and cash in your money in the bank. Now, this money in the bank contract was cashed in kind of by unconventional means. Which, not to say that money in the bank is a conventional match. It's an unconventional match all around. And even by WWE standards, you may say that it was unconventional of how they decided to utilize this money in the bank. Because they did some weird thing where you went through a whole entire corporate building. You had to start from the bottom level, go to the roof. And on top of the roof, you had it was a ring. And then, they were, and then you had to climb on the ladder. And then there was a, it was a briefcase suspended from, this, um, from, from on top of the ring. And they had both the men and the women's match going on at the same time. They bumped into each other in the middle of the... In, into the middle of the hallway you had buddy love coming out to everybody and telling the whole entire world something that we may need to hear just a little bit more these days and that is I love you. 
And also shout out to all the mothers and new mothers they just passed as well. Big up, big up. So it was, it was, it was a, it was one, it was a WWE spectacle or a wrestling spectacle. As wrestling like to do for for their pay per views, anyway. But the reason why this was unconventional of how they utilized the Money in the Bank contract was not even just because they had it go through the corporate building, but that's because the match itself was to determine a winner of the championship belt itself. So, what we have here is your new Raw's women's champion, Asuka. Now, I don't really wonder, like, whoa, why didn't they play it out? Big up, big up. Asuka, why didn't they play out the regular situation, that, or normal situation that you just said that they would do? Random match, you know... Champion getting plummeted, you know, something that involves where the champion actually has to have their back pinned or submitted to actually give up their championship. Well, it is because their champion, Becky Lynch, who refers to herself as the man, by the way, is pregnant. Yeah, congratulations to her. Uh oh. <laughs> So congratulations to her, because then they're not gonna have a child. So Becky Lynch obviously can no longer compete. So she's you know while pregnant. So she's gonna go ahead and step back for a while. She had to relinquish her championship. So the Money in the Bank match was the was basically her relinquishing her championship to whoever won that match. So now we get a new champion, Oscar, which basically ultimately is going to remove one of the one of the questions that I had, and that was if they were gonna try to utilize this Money in the Bank to have it being cashed in on a tag team for the first time ever because Asuka was not only a solo a solo competitor but she was also part of a tag team well eliminates her trying to use it to cash in on a tag team but it still leaves Otis out there and his tag team heavy machinery to see if they if, they, if they're going to give utilize this to give Otis his singles push or if they're going to utilize this to very uniquely have for the first time ever the money in the bank contract utilized to cash in on the tag team championship listen they should allow all the possibilities you, you might as well just keep things interesting so we go from one fight game to the another fight game right and that is ufc 249 which had about what was it six five to six fights left on the main card now we're talk when the reason I say the main card because if you want to hear me talk about the prelims, then go listen to Monday's podcast that just came out. Basically, episode one hundred and eighty-six. That was, yeah, one episode. Listen, listen, to episode one or excerpt one hundred eighty-six. It's, it's season five, episode forty-one. You were able to catch what I said about the prelims because the prelims was was stacked as well. And I'll tell you, and I can still, re uh, and I have no problem still repeating what I said about this fight card in general. And that was this fight card is was stacked. This whole entire fight card was stacked. Not just the prelims, but the main card as well. I mean, we're talking about the early prelims, the prelims, as well as the main card. One hundred percent stacked. Dana White continuously shows that he knows how to put on a show, and he knows how to run a very good fight club where everybody is trying to find out where Fight Island is. But I found out the first thing about Fight Island is that nobody talks about where Fight Island is, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so but Dana White has one hundred percent found out how to put on a show. And in a time where people are lacking sports, right, craving sports, when his 
brand comes back for the first time, he makes sure he gives you a card that is star studded, not just in talent, but by name and notoriety. So when you see this, when you saw this fight card, you saw Pettis, you saw Sharon, you you saw crap. I'm actually forgetting names. Um, you saw you saw Mendez. Um, you you saw you saw um I'm I'm gonna spell his name wrong. Um, Naganu. You saw um, Francis Naganu, whatever his name is. Um, <clears throat> yeah, you have Dominic Cruz on here. You had Tony Ferguson. Like you had so many names. You have Matt Hardy on here. Yes, former NF. L player Matt Hardy on this card and that is where the main card starts is with five and one Matt Hardy taking on six and oh the Castro sorry to catch I forgot to write your first name down uh -oh. <clears throat> and coming into this ring there's a considerate size difference. Um, Matt Hardy is a tall, is, is, is a tall, towering guy. Legs are kind of thin, especially when compared to the Castros, who had thick legs, right? Like 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 trunk like thighs. Like calves, not so much, but them thighs was was, was were, were were trunk like. And also the Castros coming into this. Oh shit! I said Matt Hardy. My bad. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's how you know I was still in wrestling mode. <laughs> That's how you know I'm still in wrestling mode. Thank you, my boy T. And don't worry, like the segment's gonna come up later, and you know you can call it whenever you already. <clears throat> but it was Greg Hardy taking on the Castro, and the Castro's coming in with an undefeated record, six and zero, and he's looking at. Greg Hardy as if it is disrespectful for him to be fighting him at this point in his career. He finds that Matt Hardy may be a little overhyped. The Castro feels very comfortable in his technical skills, his stand-up game, even though he, he says that while he may look not the, the shape of some of these other top competitors, he can definitely always compete with them. Well, listen, but a sh uh, your shape doesn't mean anything because we, we have seen the light heavyweight champion and, you know, and the former light heavyweight champion of, of the world not be in the best of shape, you know, but he's, he's sitting out there doing commentary now. We know how we like, we know how this fight game is. If you know how to fight, you know how to fight. But he, you know, as we talked about Jordan, <clears throat> some people just need to find something to feel slighted about. And it seems like he may need to find this one thing to feel slighted about so he can help motivate himself. Now, this fight starts off with some early leg kicks that the Castro is given to Hardy, right? And you can see, you can very quickly see that Greg Hardy is having problems handling these leg kicks. He doesn't. He doesn't quite know how to check them. He's kind of like trying to turn away from them instead of instead of checking them. And the and you can see that they're starting to affect him. By the way, he 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 starts to carry his his lean leg. That first round of that fight, I thought I fought one hundred percent went to went to this Castro, as he looked like he was going to be the superior striker, use utilizing the leg kicks to chop down Greg Hardy. 
But then the second round would come around, and he would continue with the leg kicks. But Greg Hardy will attempt to check it, kind of get out of the way. And as he does that, the Castro catches his foot, right? Right on the toe, right, right on the shin area, right on the knee area. And you can see that it ends up, that leg kick ends up hurting the Castro more than it hurts Greg Hardy. And then for a whole entire second round, the Castro does nothing after that. And Greg Hardy slowly starts to capture his pace and slowly starts to sink in and, go, and get into the Castro. This will head into the third round. And we, we get a little back and forth now as it look like as it looks like the Castro may have recovered slightly from the leg kicks or the the missed leg kick I should say that that he attempted but it's but you you can still tell it's slightly bothering him and and I said slightly very very slightly from what I can see but still because he was still utilizing the leg kicks and, and still and still going after Greg Hardy but Greg Hardy was going after him as well and actually what happened is that after that, as I said, after that little thing with the toe, he just never looked the same. Well, after, even when they were going back and forth on the third, Greg's Hardy output just happened to be a little bit more than the Castro. Now, I'm not quite sure which, which one of these referees had this 30 to 27, or how any of them saw this at 30 to 27, but this was definitely a, a fight that was definitely 29-28 in the favor of, of Greg Hardy. And Greg Hardy showed adjustment in the middle of the fight. And you have to thank, once again, the commentators for their knowledge of the game because Greg Hardy was, you know, said that he heard the commentators saying that, yo, I needed to start checking these, and you know, he's not checking these kicks, he's not checking these kicks. If he's going to survive, he needs to check these kicks. So he started, you know, he started trying to get, start checking those kicks and it worked. You know what I mean? So he, so he used that as an adjustment. And he's not the only, he's not the first fighter, he's not the only fighter to say that they utilize the commentators. Like, well, I think, <laughs> you know, Justin, I'm talking about in this fight card. So we're seeing that the commentator's knowledge really starting to come into play. And not for nothing, they're starting to act as like a second corner man. <laughs> because they're just speaking unbiasedly, right? So it, it, it's, it's really odd that, that this isn't stuff that's coming from their corner that he can hear them say, but he can hear the commentators. And the commentators really can't adjust their tone because... You know, they have to speak at a certain level, and they're just used to speaking at a certain level, especially when you have a mic in front of you. Like, you're just used to projecting at a certain level. So they just they can't tone that down anymore because then it also takes away from their particular excitement and how they give their broadcast when they have to lower their level. Trust me, it's almost like telling them to lower down their level, to lower down their energy, sorry. Now... We'll move on to the next fight where we'll get Jeremy Stevens versus Calvin Kaltor, right? Jeremy Stevens are coming to a record, <clears throat> tons of fights, about 45 fights underneath his belt, 28 and, with a record of 28 and 17. Kaltor will come into with a record of 20 and 4, and this would be in the featherweight division, I believe, if I had that right. Now, and this one was another fight that you saw. Like, oh, good stand-up action early. Like, like, not everything was a brawl. Like, in all these fights, like the Grand Cardi fight, like, we saw, like, it, it was it was just it was just a decent pace. Like, like not, nothing nothing super bloody, nothing super messy, nothing, you know. But this Jeremy Stevens and Kaltor fight, whoo-wee. 
right? So early on, like like Calvin Calter, like he he'll, you see him start taking some of those some of these leg kicks as 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 you normally as you can see in a in a in a lot of these stand up games that you want to test to see if that individual can can take some of these leg kicks on the left end and. Listen, Calto, he's checking them, but he's still taking them. He's still taking these leg kicks early. You get, you're getting some good stand-up back and forth from them. And Calto happens to be the better striker, right? Like, like, like almost like like boxer-level kind of striker. And and after a certain amount of time, right? And I shouldn't say a certain amount of time, but in the second round, you see him start to get out of more MMA striker mode. And get a little bit more into boxer mode, <laughs> you see, and you see him start to start to really throw some some combinations in there, start to start to lean into his, <clears throat> start to really lean into his punches, and and he starts to catch Jeremy Stevens with some clean with some clean stiff like right crosses, <laughs> just stiff. <laughs> They're just shoving his face, his whole entire face in, and then out of nowhere. As he's throwing punches, he catches Stevens with probably one of the most clean, flush elbows you can imagine. Just straight blah. We're talking like the forearm part of the elbow just crushed into his face. <laughs> like I'm talking about his mouth, like straight to his mouth, and it collapses Jeremy Stevens. Jeremy Stevens goes down. Calvin Calvator jumps on top of him. Starts throwing a couple of punches. And then wham, catches him with a left elbow. Bam, I think he catches him with a, with a right elbow as well. But that left elbow cuts open Jeremy Stevens. Couple more punches. He's not defending himself. Second round knockout. Somebody call cannabis. That's can I bust. Not to where I, you know, pledge to, you know, where I practice at the Nate Dog School of Medicine. No, not where I smoke weed every day. No, not there. But can I bust the rapper? Turned soldier, turned officer, can I bust? Salute to you as well. Big up. <laughs> oh, yeah, this podcast is going to fly today. And, and listen, the only reason why the podcast is going to fly today is only because you know, there, aren't, there aren't two or three voices on here at the same time. So everything is just going to kind of run smoothly. We're just going to kind of run through it. Right un, un, until 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 we get to the, port, the portion of the show where we're going to start opening open this up fully. Now, next up, <laughs> you guys are gonna be mad at me because I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have to extend this when I talk about fight night. Cause UFC, oh my god, UFC is going crazy because they just had UFC 249 tonight. To date, at, at 6 p.m. they started having UFC fight night. Oh, oh my goodness, I didn't even put on AEW like I wanted to. I'm hungry now. Oh yeah, we definitely gonna end on time today. And they're gonna have another fight coming up, I, I believe, either this weekend or, or coming up within the next like ten days. So UFC is definitely getting at it. They're trying to get, they're trying to flood the market with as many fights as possible. Like you are going to, like, if there was any point in time for you to get reacquainted and, and, and with, with UFC is right now. If if you were a big UFC fan, 
when they first popped off and because you wanted to make sure you showed them that support but kind of tapered off once they started getting their notoriety and and it's kind of like just just followed again from the distance this is the time to get fully immersed with them again because they are the only thing in in, in the business right now one of the only things in the business right now as all sports are talking about coming back and now start, starting to talk about their comeback plan but right now they're the only thing out there and they're trying to get and, and you can see why they want to try to get as many of them out there because they're talking about if they can start bringing back sports or at least people to sports facilities right like the Miami Heat has already done it that's already out there just to let you know we've already seen LeBron James and them already out there like I got mine from an inside source right <laughs> but that's already out there um, and I wouldn't have said a word until it was fully out there. Um, but you start, but you starting to see some of these teams. Uh, they starting to show footage of, of these teams that that's already out there been been practicing. Miami Heat, the Lakers. Um, who else? Who else? I think I, did I see Houston players. Can't remember if I saw Houston. I know. I mean, I know we, um, we definitely saw um, the, the Nets players out there. So listen, it's there. It, it is. It is definitely. It is definitely there, and you can see why UFC wanted to get all of their fights out there because they wanted to make sure that they got it out there and got and got their people out there uninterrupted and you got to see some of their big name talent like francis naganu and i'm probably butchering his name my bad if i am he has one of those win names <laughs> but francis naganu takes on i'm gonna call him jazenho but that's not how they pronounce his name it's like haranho harzenho Right, but his last name, that, that was, that's not too hard. Rosenstrick. Rosenstrike, I'm sorry. Rosenstrike. And Francis Ngannou is the number two heavyweight in the world compared to Rosen, who's number six, right? Ngannou with a record 14 and 3. Rosenstrike 10 and 10 and 0. Rosenstrike has said that he sees nothing impressive about Francis. Doesn't understand why he gets some of these top villains. Nothing about his game impresses him. He believes he's a superior fighter and he could take him out. Now, Francis may be one of the like considerable like knockout kings of ultimate fighting or, or mixed martial arts. And he's basically has one of those Mike Tyson kind of punch power. Where if he hits you, you're probably going to fall. Shout out to Mike Tyson and his comeback. And if he hits you, that you're probably going to fall. And let's just put it this way. This match took every bit of 22 seconds. Yes. 22 seconds. As Francis... Nganu knocked out his opponent within eight punches. Only one of them landed. Right, and then there was some follow-ups, you know, while he was down, right before the referee had to get in there. But within the first eight punches, Rosenstrike was on the ground trying to figure out what the fuck just happened. Literally looking like Debo when he got knocked the fuck out. <laughs> and that is... And, and the thing about it, right? The thing about this was that Rosenstrike called out 
Nagano, like, called him out, wanted him, challenged him, came out and asked for him, and then did absolutely nothing. I mean nothing. Nothing like Whitney Houston in that fight, but backpedal and then go to sleep. And this is this is this is one of those times where it's a good lesson to say that you know what? Like your short arm shouldn't box with knockout gods. <laughs> like like you shouldn't throw rocks at the stone. You shouldn't throw stone rocks at the throne. <laughs> rocks stone rocks at the stone. Shouldn't throw rocks rocks at the throne, B. Uh, and he is the number two heavyweight in the world. And to be honest with you. Like I don't consider Bones Jones the number one in the heavyweight in the world because Bones Jones can never come up with a with a clean test. So until he can show me that, then I'm not gonna be impressed by anything that Bones Jones does. Now, next up, you would have Henry Sahero, right? Triple C Sahero, taking on Dominic Cruz. Dominic Cruz comes to the record with twenty two and two. He was the former champion of this division, and he is coming back to try to see if he can retain championship gold. This fight was thus one of two championship fights that are going that was supposed to be going on that evening. I'm actually still watching the Ferguson fight, to be honest with you. So we may have to wait to talk about that next week. Now. In the Henry Cejero and Dominic Cruz fight, to be honest with you, like they were just really, it was very limited action in the very in the first round, and and basically what you see there, right? And, and I'm all cool with this, like I said, because if you, if if you don't know what you're watching, right? And that's just if you don't know what you're watching. If you're not watch, used to watching combat sports or something like that, then that first round is brutal sometimes, right? And what this is, it ends up being really what it is a feel a feel out round, right? It's it's a, it's a round of respect between both parties, and they're trying to kind of feel out their opponent and kind of see what openings they may have, what may be successful, what angles they may be able to utilize, right? They're they're really pawning at each other, right? A pawn at each other. Now, the second round, the action will pick up. But also in the second round is where the action will stop. Dominic Cruz would end up being rocked. He will fall back on the cage. He will get in the fetal position. Kind of like a child's pose. Right? On his knees. And he's taking punches, defending himself, but not really fighting fighting back. Well, at this point, I'm just defending himself. And... To be honest with you, it was early stop. It looked like it was a little bit early stoppage. But honestly, it also looked like Dominic Cruz may not have been able to defend himself anymore. Like, he may have just woken himself back into contention. But I'm not complaining fully about the referee stoppage on that fight. As you see Tony Ferguson do a high kick, follow it up by a stiff right jab. So, we have Henry Sejero retaining his championship belt. 
coming away with what's a knockout technically with Dominic Cruz. Now, one one of the one of the beautiful things you know about the UFC is that if any way, shape, or form that you thought this was going to be controversial, Dana White will schedule a rematch. He'll definitely get. He'll find a way to schedule a rematch. Dana White, as we always know, is very good of putting on the fights that we want to see and sometimes even giving us the fights that we didn't expect to see. Like Tony Ferguson versus Justin Gotcha. Right? Which should have been a different fight all in all, but we're not going to go down that road. So, like I said, honestly, I'm still watching this fight. It looks like looks like Tony Ferguson happens to be the more aggressive fighter through so far through the first round. He's hunting down his 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 opponent. Um, he's being more aggressive, throwing a lot of throwing a lot of leg kicks, front leg kicks, um, kicks to the leg, um, working working the jab in there as well. You see, it looks like Gaethje is trying to do a little bit more, he, a little, lot more counter punching on his end, a lot more backing up, trying to trying to you know trying to you know elude and and evade the pressure that Ferguson is is putting on him. Ooh. As Ferguson tried to come in with an uppercut and actually caught an overhand right, that sent him <laughs> stumbling a little bit. Ooh, and now he just catch a, catches a left hook. Okay. So it looks like Gaethje is starting to pick up his action as well. So listen, we got, I'm going to keep an eye on this match, and we'll, and I'll come back and I'll talk about this and give you... Oh, we just saw it with a stiff right hand to the top of the head. <clears throat> right? So I really wanted to get my, my Jet fans in here. To come talk about the NFL schedule. And oh, Tony Ferguson just catches another mean elbow. Uh, inside leg kick. Mm, so looks like Gaethje may be trying to steal the last um, the last portion of the round. Whew. That was an interesting round. Alrighty, folks. So what I'm gonna do. Before I get into the segment of the evening, right? The segment that you guys all love. The segment that we all come back here for. Before we get back into the segment of the evening. I am. Going to take a quick break. <laughs> when we come back, we're going to talk into that folk talk. That folk talk. And as you guys, if you don't know, right? Prepare yourself. What the folk talk is. Is that we're going to go into our favorite players of all time. For the NFL. NFL East. I'm sorry. Yes, for the NFL East. And we are gonna start with the NFC when we came when we come back. So when we come back on the Mighty Sports Podcast, we do our folk talk and maybe a little bit more. Thank you for listening. We'll be right back. Yeah, building commercials. They didn't join this team to win championships or become famous. They joined because there is important work to be done and only some able to do it. They are brighter, better educated, led, and equipped than any team in history. They are doctors, lawyers, engineers, technologists, and combat troops, all prepared for whatever comes their way. You'll find them where the lights don't flash, and the only contract they sign is with themselves and their country. One day, they may be asked what they did to make a difference in this world, and they can respond, I became a soldier.
God damn it. I was going to do something that commercial and somebody distracted me. And we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I am still your host, the one and only Tyler Thomas Taylor, Mr. Take That, Take That, Take That himself, a.k.a. the Brooklyn Buzzsaw. <laughs> A.K.A. your podcast's favorite podcaster A.K.A. the number one sports podcast in Tamarack, Florida And slowly moving over to Coral Springs Oh, <laughs> uh, okay <clears throat> So, now we get into our folk talk, that folk talk You know we got that folk talk, that folk talk And yeah, folks, like I said, we will start with the NFL Actually, you know what? People I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to give you the folk talk this, this, this week. I'm going to save that for when my co-host comes back next week. Because I just don't feel right doing this without them. He's been such a big part of this, of this segment. And it's a segment that he kind of inspired anyway. So I will wait until then for the folk talk. So you're going to be very lucky this week to get... A shortened version of the podcast again, because you know what? There's not too many things that I, that I have left that I really like, that I really would like to talk about when it comes into sports. Now, now something that I, I will I will bring back up is that while we heard the host of the Unstoppable podcast earlier today come on and, and bless us with his time, thank you very much. As he accidentally texted me, and when he, when he went to text one of my other fighting buddies that I wish would come on here and talk MMA with me. Um, that he mentioned that every single time that he watches one of these episodes, that he feels like it's the better, it's better than the last, and better than the last, and better than the last. And I'm actually gonna have to disagree with him on this this one time. I felt like that coming in. I felt like that coming into this week. I didn't feel like that leaving this week. By the time this week was gone, I 100 percent. They didn't feel like it was his best episodes. Out. Like these were the two best episodes that that we have seen. Like to be honest, I, I think I think the Rodman episode is better. You know what I mean? I I I think that there are better episodes than like these last two weeks. Now there were some really great things in these last two episodes, but were they the two best episodes so far of this of this podcast? And have they been better than the? Have these two been better than the previous six? No, not at all, not to me. But they have been interesting, and I am really glad that I that I am seeing this. Now, in this Tony Ferguson fight, Tony Ferguson will would suffer from an eye poke in the first round that will kind of get brushed off because the referee doesn't see it, so there's no so there is no stoppage, and and they will continue fighting. Tony Ferguson comes out of the gate in the second round, and he automatically starts off swinging, tries a, tries a little Superman punch, kind of catch his guy off balance, but Gaethje will quickly recover, and we will see how the rest of this fight plays out. Now, the NFL did release their schedules, and I don't have all of this. I don't have all of my jet schedules in here, so it doesn't mean that these things are coming pretty soon. And this may be one of the things that we that we bring up next week in the podcast. So, just to give you a, a little hint of what's going to come up next week in the podcast, next week in the podcast, and who knows when, when next week is, right? If it's if it's going to be Monday or if it's going to be on Wednesday again, but we are going to go after. We're going to talk about um, the UFC fight night that is happening right now, live as we speak. We're going to also go over this Ferguson and Gaethje main event fight. Because obviously we didn't finish talking about it on this podcast. Also, 
we're going to do our full talk segment because this was going to continue anyway into the NBA. But the NBA will not be started next week while my co-host gets here and I have everybody else ready. We will talk about, we will get into our full talk, our NFL East edition, which is going to involve the Cowboys, the Eagles, the Giants, the Washington Bills, Washington, the Bills, the Finns, the Jets, and the Patriots. All of that is going to be squeezed until, what, well, as you can see, anywhere between one an hour and a half to a three-hour show. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut this here only because I wanted to try to. I was basically stalling to see if Tony Ferguson was gonna knock this dude out <laughs> before we ended the podcast. That way you could possibly get my reaction live because I honestly don't have anything left else to talk about. But also, don't forget, right? As we talk about future things coming. Don't forget that we're going to be playing the name game, right? And this name game, um, this name game sh- um, segment is going to be utilizing the first initial of your first name, right? We're going to see if you can build an all-time great team, starting five, whatever, right? All-time, you know, all-time starting five, utilizing the first letter of your name. Now you, we're going to do this in two different ways, right? Because listen. Like when you find a challenge, sometimes you have to find a way also make make it chal- a little bit more challenging for yourself to enjoy. So not only are we gonna do one for greatest players of all time with that initial, right? But we're also gonna do it for current NBA players as well, which I believe is where the the challenge is going to come out the most. Is trying to find a starting lineup with enough players from today's era to be able to put on a team that can be competitive as well so all of that and more in the future episodes of the mighty sports podcast i thank everybody for listening i thank everybody for stopping by pole jim okay let's let's let's, let's get a little Yo, so there was Poe, there was Jimmy, there was T, and obviously, as I said again, the host of the Unstoppable podcast, Cut Corner, or Matthew Cutler, um, like I said, because you wouldn't know his name when you listen to his podcast. Thank them all for, for, for stopping by. My co-host, we, we my, my co-host KJ, we wish him safe passages as he goes to mourn his family member that has suffered from COVID-19 up in New York. Um, just a little bit more, what happens at his his... his his aunt was a nurse, and while being while up north helping out, she happened to contract this, you know, um, this virus, and not being able to survive it. So, so shout out to him, and hope and hope that he has safe passage on his way as they go to properly mourn, you know, their family. Um, so again, like I said, Jimmy Poe, thank you all you guys for stopping by. As I'm giving, as I know, just running by and giving a couple of personal shout outs. Um, who else stopped by? Like I said. I am Madsen. Thank you for stopping by to the podcast. Uh, I am Mod. I should say thank you for stopping by. Like I said, T T Roy. Thank you for stopping by as well, and everybody else that stopped by on all the other multiple platforms. We do always highly appreciate it. So remember, as we as like to say as we end as we end every single show for God knows how long, right? That we gotta let the optimism of tomorrow be our foundation for today. Don't stop chasing them dreams. Because you're really just one right decision away. I am your host, the one and only Tony Baritone, aka Talent Taylor. 
and this is the Mighty Sports Podcast, and we are out here. Sorry, boys. All the stitches in the world can't sew me together again. Lay down. Lay down. Always knew I'd make a stop there. But a lot later than a whole gang of people thought. Last call for drinks. Bars closing down. Sun's out. Where we going for breakfast? Don't want to go far. Rough night. My T Sports.